What's up, Win Daily Sports family? I'm your host, Andrew Erickson. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew Erickson underscore, and I am joined today by the one and only Javi. What's up, my man? What's going on, Andrew? Good to be back. Yeah, it's, it's definitely good to be back, back on the podcast, you know, after uh, some New Year's, some Christmas, you know, holidays are over. It's 2020. We are on to bigger and better things and it's Win Daily Sports. So we are back. We're going to be talking about the divisional playoffs here for the NFL. Um, and so we're going to dive right into the slate. You know, looking at, you know, we got four great games coming up. You know, these are all the best teams, you know, making it into the final eight, the elite eight of NFL teams. So we should be seeing some good games and we should get some great action on DFS. So at first glance, you know, the quarterback position. So we have Lamar Jackson back on the slate. He took the, you know, he was on the bye week last week, so we didn't get the chance to take, we didn't get a chance to play him. He's been lights out all year, um, but he's priced up. Um, so Javi, is he someone that you are going to be going with this weekend in Lamar Jackson, or are you going to be trying to save some salary at quarterback? Yeah, it's it's a good question, man. And, and I think that Lamar Jackson, he's got, the highest floor um he's got the highest ceiling it's there's there's a lot of good quarterbacks i i think this this is a fade spot you know i like to go stack uh qb wide receiver and i just i don't know the only person i can trust is really mark andrews and even mark andrews is priced up so if i want to go lamar jackson and mark andrews i have to basically get some scrubs in there so uh i think it's a fade spot um i'll don't get me wrong i will definitely have some shares of lamar jackson um you know i'll have like five to ten lineups i'll have probably one or two shares he's the best you know yeah no he definitely is the best he is definitely the going to be the mvp of the league and they're probably gonna win the super bowl um, at this point, I don't see any. T- I really thought the Saints had a chance, you know, to probably run it all the way, uh, but you know the Vikings uh, took care of business last week, so we're not gonna get to we're not gonna get to see that matchup. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I agree with Lamar Jackson there. I think that you can get away from him in some spots and just you know the potential of you know some other games that may have more of a friendlier atmosphere for fantasy points. You look at this game, you have the Titans and the Ravens, two teams that want to run the ball which doesn't really scream, oh, it's going to be an offensive shootout. You're going to see a lot of plays. You know, if both teams are running the ball, it's going to run the clock. There's going to be less plays for each side. So I can really see it being, hey, it's only really Lamar Jackson that smashes and really nobody else on the Ravens Mm -hmm. does as much, which can limit your ceiling, you know, from some of these other games that, you know, have more quarterbacks that are probably going to throw a little bit more. Um is that something that you look at in this game as like, so reasons to kind of just fade Titans and Ravens players in general and only really use them as like one-off pieces? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think my favorite stack and we'll get into it is going to be more the Kansas city side. Um, you know, there's sneaky, there's sneaky play with Garoppolo, I think too being priced down, but I don't know. This is a, this is a very tough slate, but I think the, the game I want to target the most is really just Kansas city side in the Kansas City Houston game and and maybe the Green Bay Seattle game, uh, you know it's not the prettiest one, but that's the that's the route I'm leaning. All right, and so last week too, you were hyping up Kyle Rudolph in the Discord chat, and he he came through, came through with that touchdown late in the game. You know maybe it was maybe it was offensive pass interference. I didn't think it was. I thought I thought it looked good, um, but you called your shot there with Kyle Rudolph, and he really came through. 
So this slate is very interesting because last week the tight ends were pretty gross across the board. So Kyle Rudolph was really, really highlighted last week's um, kind of options. With this week, we've got a lot of elite tight ends. We talked about Mark Andrews a little bit already. Um, And you have George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. So is this a week where, hey, I need to get one of these elite guys in my lineup? I know you talked about Patrick Mahomes. Is this a week to get go back to the elite tight ends with a Kittle or a Travis Kelsey, or are you going back to your, your red nose reindeer and Kyle Rudolph? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm fading Kittle. Minnesota defends the tight end very well. Um, I know that, um, you know, that's Garoppolo's favorite target and whatnot, but Minnesota does play defense against the tight end very well. They're a top five defense in, in that, uh, respect. So uh, I, I like Kelsey a lot. I like going Mahomes with Kelsey in, a, in the majority of my lineups. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, Kyle Rudolph this week, he's priced up a little bit more than he is. So uh, I think that's a fade spot for the most part. I think <clears throat> I'm going to be leaning more the Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. Um, I think those are the, the main ones that I really like this week for the most part. All right, you're fading Kittle. Defense, defensive matchup, you don't like it. All right. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> awesome. So now looking at the receiver position. So last week we saw big games from, you know, these teams that have are really two heavy wide receivers. So you have the Seahawks and you have the Vikings. Um, so it was Adam Thielen and DK Metcalf that really blew up last week. Both had really big games. Both went over 100 yards, whereas their counterparts, Tyler Lockett, and Stephon Diggs really didn't see that much action. Do you kind of ex- and, and and that's also reflected in the salaries. Um, mm. Last week, Thielen and Metcalf were the cheaper of the options. They obviously blew up, and now they're the more expensive options. You know, from a salary on both sites on DraftKings and FanDuel. Mm. So, are you just going to be going right back to Metcalf and to Thielen, or do you think that the matchups change a little bit? Where okay, maybe they're going to get. You know, a guy like Diggs more involved or a guy like Lockett more involved. Where do you kind of – I feel like this is going to be – I feel like this could be a big decision on a slate like this with the receiver mm-hmm. positions. And receivers is kind of like their production kind of all over the place sometimes. Uh, you know, we saw Michael Thomas basically kind of bust last week. So I feel like solving this equation with some of these receivers – because you know that one of these receivers is probably going to go off for each team um, mm-hmm. just based on the matchup. So what, what are you kind of thinking with these guys? So, so last week was the second week in a row that – DK Metcalf saw uh, double-digit targets. Uh, I have some trivia for you, Andrew. Do you know how many times um, DK Metcalf in the regular season, the 16 weeks he played, how many times he was targeted over 10 times? I'm going to guess probably not very often, so I would say like – I'll say twice. Yeah, that nailed it. All Twice. right. So there's uh that was good. That was a good guess. It's tough 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 choices there, but um you know, he got targeted twice nine times um in a game, so that you got to keep that in perspective too. So I'd say maybe so like four games in a row, but four games total um where he had over nine targets. And and that's what I target on a wide receiver. So maybe it's a sign of things to come. Maybe Russell see is viewing Metcalf as you know, a top target now, but with the price range um, and only seeing over 10 targets twice a whole year, uh, I, I'm I'm going to lean on Lockett this week. I think Lockett's Russ's favorite target. Um, yes, he, he saw double-digit targets only three times, but I think 
you know, they have more of a rapport. They've seen each other in the playoffs. I think I'm going to go to the well with with Lockett this week. I, that that's that's the route that I want to go with. Um, I think I'm going to fade DK Metcalf again. It could bite me. Uh, it could bite me a little bit, but um, I think that's the the safest play. And then as for Diggs, I think this is a, a great bounce back spot too. He's pissed. They really go his route his way at all uh then again he was getting shadowed by Lattimore for the most part so I I don't know uh I think I'm I'm a little torn on the Minnesota side but I'm sold on Lockett that's my short answer (laughs) all right I like it hey man you got to make you know with these short slates you got to be like one way or the other like obviously you know these are all the good teams so like slate you only have a limited amount of games limited amount of players and these are all playoff teams so there's a lot of really good players so you got to kind of like Make your choices when you fade, guys, or when you decide, yeah, I'm going all in on this guy. So moving to the running back position. So when I looked at the slate, you know, some of the running backs that really stood out to me just from like a usage standpoint, because that's what I'm always looking for with running backs, especially, you know, with looking for some safety with them. I'm looking for guys that are like going to get the most touches, guys that are guaranteed the touch work, whether it's in the passing game and guys that are like more game script proof. So it's like whether they're behind or they're losing or if they're winning, they're getting the ball in different ways. So for me, it looked like it was like Dalvin Cook, Damian Williams, and Aaron Jones. Both all those guys catch passes. They're all heavily involved in the running game. So those are the running backs that really popped out to me as like the clear top ones that I wanted to target, especially with Damian Williams is probably the best value um, from a price standpoint because he really got a lot of the work for Kansas City and their last regular season game. So are you kind of agree with me on some of those running backs in particular, or is there another running back that you really like that you're going to be targeting as well? Yeah. So I think, I think my favorite one's going to be Dalvin cook. <clears throat> he just shredded the saints run defense, which I was a little annoyed at that. Cause I think it was a, uh, it was lucky to say the least, you know, the saints had allowed a hundred yard rusher and I, I still don't think cook hit a hundred yards, but he was close and he had two touchdowns, but they hadn't allowed a hundred yard rusher and, since 2017 and now cook is going against uh 49ers defense that's been exposed the last five weeks in my opinion so i think cook is the top play uh followed by aaron jones derrick henry yeah he's a horse yeah he's the reason they beat the patriots but he's priced so high especially on Fanduel, 9600 that's almost mccaffrey uh you know don't get me wrong i'll still have him just like i'll have a share of lamar jackson but give me dalvin cook give me aaron jones uh damian williams maybe I'm thinking about it. I'm liking it a little bit more now that we talk about it, but I don't know. It's just a disaster that KC backfield. I do like KC, like I said this week, just because Houston's defense is, is trash. So, Yeah, the only so the thing with Damian Williams that I like is that when he's been healthy, he's really been the guy. It's just been when he's been out is when Kansas City's really been doing a lot of weird things with the running backs. And, and there is that... Weird narrative because, you know, you saw over the regular season, LaShawn McCoy was, you know, inactive for a lot of the games and it was because of like load management to know mm. we were bringing in NBA terms into the NFL, but I guess that's what we're doing. And I mean, could Andy Reid like unleash LaShawn McCoy like in these, like, it's just weird to think about like, oh, like, okay, they've been saving him. They've been saving him. They've been saving him. It's like, okay, so is this like where we're going to see LaShawn McCoy? But I mean, that's really more of a, a galaxy play, a, a galaxy brain play that you would make um, in a large field GPP getting some LaShawn McCoy. Because I mean, he could be inactive. Um, yeah. So like that's something that you can't be heavily invested in, especially um, in a game that's in later um, of the games on the weekend. So 
Is there another running back? So those are the top guys. Is there another running back, like a maybe like a Raheem Mostert that you'd be interested in targeting, mm-hmm. or is it really just Cook and Jones mm-hmm. you want to focus with? Yeah, it's just Cook and Jones. Um, uh, maybe Travis Homer. Um, I know he got pretty much bottled up, but um, he's he's the pass catching running back there for for them. And Green Bay actually is one of the bottom run defenses in the league. So um, you know, I think Travis Homer could get a few catches, even though Lynch will probably vulture the one yard run and whatnot. But um, again, um, yeah, I think Homer's going to be my sneaky value one. All right. And now moving on to defenses, Uh, defenses win championships and they win Millie makers. So Javi, what defense are you looking to target this week that you think can help you break the slate? Yeah. So I know I said that, you know, San Francisco defense been exposed. I like the 49ers, but I think my favorite one's going to be Kansas City. Uh, Houston's O-line is, is awful. And Watson, it looks like Watson's scrambling for his life time and time again. And the Bills defense, even though they lost, they actually did work. So I like uh, Kansas City the most. I think they'll get a few sacks, some turnovers, maybe a fumble here and there. Um, they've been a lot better the last seven, eight weeks. Um, another one, too, is... The cheapest one, or one of the cheapest ones, which is uh, the Vikings, too, against the 49ers. I think they can get to Garoppolo. So, uh, yeah, 49ers O line is solid, and yeah, their offense does good, but I still don't believe in Garoppolo. So, uh, I think my two top ones are going to be the Chiefs and Vikings, and then 49ers is going to be third. All right. Yeah, and no, I like that Chiefs call. You know, the, the Houston Texans, I mean, they were at home, and he got sacked like seven times. He should have yeah, been yeah. sacked eight times if you just <laughs> basically turned to Michael Jordan at that that last play where he, I don't I literally have no idea how he didn't get tackled. And, and the Bills defense is not known for like pass rush. They have a good yeah. secondary, um, but not really a pass rush team. And, and they got exactly. Watson a lot. So I definitely like that Chiefs call. Definitely, I like uh, you. Definitely got the Chiefs on the mind. So I like that for sure. Um, so we'll go to the last NFL question um, for today's podcast. So looking at some of these lower price wide receivers, you know, wide receivers usually a place that I like to try to save some salary um, just mm-hmm. because the position is so all over the place. Um, and, and with some of these lower price receivers, you just need one catch for them to really help return on your investment. So looking at some of these guys on the slate, you know, some guys that looked up to me. So obviously you have Lazard, um, who's like, emerging as the number two option against the Seahawks, who do not really have a, a great secondary for Green Bay. Um, Marquise Brown, uh, you mentioned, you know, as the Ravens, as a guy, he's just he's at a good price. And then you have a lot of the Chiefs receivers. So Watkins, McCole mm. Hardman. I know you said you like the Chiefs. Do you have any idea of one of these, like, <laughs> the, these complimentary Chiefs receivers that could have a big game? Because it seems like it's, it's so hard to project those guys on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, no thanks on Hardman or Robinson. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with, uh, you know, Mahomes with Hill or Mahomes with Kelsey. I've been messing around with like Mahomes with Hill and Kelsey. It's a little, little uh, out there, but I, I think it could work out, especially in some some GPPs. So uh, th- th- that's kind of where I'm leaning from the Kansas City. Uh, somebody I do like. I know he's made of glass and broken all the time. Is Will Fuller if he plays? Um, yeah, Kansas City's defense has been better, but I think Will Fuller can get a a, a long a long touchdown. So I, I do like that play if he does play, even though he is broken and gets hurt every seems like every game. Um, those are my my favorite ones. I think Lazard, yeah, he's emerging, but I think I prefer to go Marquise Brown against uh, weaker Tennessee secondary. 
yeah, Seattle secondary is pretty broken, but um, you know, if I'm going to do Lamar Jackson, I need to find someone to stack. And Andrews is expensive, like I said, so I think a Lamar Jackson with Hollywood Brown makes sense. Yeah, and it seems like Hollywood Brown too. He's been dealing with injuries all year, and it just seems like he's always morally he's like more featured when he's coming off either a bye week or coming off a game where he didn't play. Um, yeah. It seems like they try to build around him a little bit more. So and yeah, he's it was always a threat to take it deep. So I like that call there for sure. Um, all right, and now we'll move to a little bit of NBA talk. So Javi coming off a big 100K <laughs> win last week. Congratulations to you. Thank you, um, I know the, least, the listeners are, are proud of you, and they hope you continue the dominance throughout 2020. Um, but I guess, you know, for those, you know, we talked a little bit offline about, you know, I just started, you know, dabbling a little bit into NBA DFS. Um, you know, I see all everyone winning in the Discord. So I'm like, hey, man, this was has got to be fun. Like, I got to get into this. Like, Javi got 100K? Like, <laughs> on, like I got to get into this shit. So, yeah. so what is kind of just kind of your initial steps and your approach to building lineups for an NBA slate? Just you know, yeah. quick quick overview. Yeah. So with NBA, you have to be locked in for for most of the day. That's why you know. Yes, I've had two hundred K hits in NBA this year. One on each site. One on DraftKings. One on Fanduel. Which is you know, I'm very blessed to do that. But you know, the NBA is very draining. You know, it's you gotta you gotta follow it throughout the day. You gotta be locked in until you know the very last second of lock. Um, you have to follow along. But really, what it what it comes down to is initial steps. Is and, and I post this all the time in our Discord channel, I Win Daily Sports. Is that <clears throat> you have to have a core. So my core is called the Sexy Six. I know a lot of people <laughs> like the name. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. Uh, I like it a lot. Uh, but really, having the that sexy six, that core six that I have, um, you know, I just build all my lineups around that. So I'll have most of them. I'll have at least four, three or four, sometimes even five or six of those sexy six players, core six, and I'll build around the those guys. And then, you know, from there, I just you know, interchange. So if it's, if it's, if I'm doing cash, obviously those, that sexy six will most, mostly have all six. And then I'll, I'll get those players that are projected to be higher owned and probably the best value. And then if I'm doing a GPP, you know, a smaller GPP, like I, you know, I, I have some videos out on contest, so contest selection on that. So the smaller GPPs, I'll use the core four, five, six players. And then I'll do a cash build and then I'll have some GPP plays in there. Cause you know, if you go with a 50 person tournament, you can run a cash lineup and still cash very highly or even win a tournament. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd recommend having one or two tournament guys that would be lower owned, but that's, that's how I go around it. And that's the short answer, Andrew. <laughs> well, the correct answer is guys, if you're not, you know, not in the discord chat, you're not in the premium subscription for Wim daily. This is how you, you know, get these tips, get this information. You know, you're not limited to just the podcast. You always information and some of the free stuff on the website, you get a lot more, um, you know, from experts like Javi and everyone else over at Wind Daily Sports with a lot of this NBA talk um, and NBA DFS knowledge. Because, like, you know, I'm just getting started and the guys are really helping me along and I'm starting to understand a little bit more. So, it's, and it's a lot of fun, especially, you know, around the holidays, I had to admit, it was it was fun putting a lineup together on, on Christmas Day. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, family parties can get boring sometimes. So, I was like, hey, let's, let's throw a lineup together. Like, let's see how this goes. Um, so that was great there. Um, so Javi, so I'm going to get you out here on this surprise question. So I threw this over in our, uh, our podcast outline because we're going to surprise you. So 
you have been I, you know i've listened to the podcast you you do with uh the other guys of course and you know you've had two fire takes the last couple of weeks i'm pretty sure you did you said the dolphins were going to beat the patriots and and that happened i did um, and, and then i'm pretty sure you said the titans were going to beat the patriots too if i recall correct uh, i actually uh, i i wish i could take credit but i did <laughs> take i did say that the patriots would win because it's the patriots and they're at home against a team but i bet on the titans All so right, i said yeah, that's what I, I thought. Did. Like the, the tone of your voice was like, yeah, like I'm just going to say the Patriots, but like, I really think the Titans are going to win. Yeah. So, yeah. so this weekend I'm actually going to Nevada. Um, I'm going out to the West coast and ironically, you know, for some reason you actually can't play like a lot. Of, you can't play DraftKings or FanDuel in Correct. Nevada. Yep. Um, but you have access to some other, you know, types of entertainment, of course. So, mm-hmm. You know, looking at the NFL this this week, you know, can you give me a best bet? You know, something I can use to have some fun with when I'm in Nevada. Yeah. So, um, for NFL, uh, let's do a little, let's do a small parlay. How no, about that? That's, no, it's not. I told my dad, I was like, Dad, we got to do a big parlay. We got to go to the casino yeah. and watch. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say this is. Let's put, uh, let's put. So right now, the line for Minnesota, I believe, is plus seven against San Francisco. I will take that. Let's say Minnesota plus seven. Uh, I don't know if the lines changed, but that's what it started out. I'd say take that for sure. I think that the you know if Minnesota does lose, it'll be by less than seven. I don't think they're going to get blown out. Um, I even think that they have a chance to win this game. You heard it here first, but I think I, I just to be safe, I'd say take the points and go Minnesota plus seven. So that's the first one, right? All right. And then Tennessee, Baltimore, um, nine and a half points. Maybe, uh, maybe that's wrong. I could be seeing that wrong, but plus nine and a half for the Titans against Baltimore. I think honestly, the Titans will lose, but I think they're going to lose by less than seven. Also, I think, uh, I think they're going to give them a fight. So I'd say take the points again, plus plus nine and a half for the Titans. Again, these are just taking the points though, too. So um, Houston and KC. That's a 10-point game. Uh, I'm going to say fade that one. I don't know. I think Kansas City can win by more than 10. Uh, but again, Houston playoffs, they they should have lost last week to the Bills. They choked it. Let's skip that one. Um, you know, If you want to do something, I'd say do the money line on KC, but it won't pay as much. If you want to include that in your parlay, i say do it. You know? <clears throat> All right. Not the, not the points. And then well, let's do the last one. Green Bay and Seattle. Uh, Seattle is a very boring team to watch. They're broken. Green Bay is coming off a bye week. I say take Green Bay. I say take either the money line or the points. Either one. It's a four-point spread. So there's, there's your picks, all right? All right. I love it. I love the picks. All right. You yeah. guys heard it here first. You know, whoever wants to get in on this big parlay with me, you know, let's let's watch on Sunday and Saturday and we'll see what happens. But I'm looking forward to it. First time in Vegas, though, Andrew? Or uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually going up to – so I'm actually going to Reno first. Um, okay. That's where my cousin lives, so I'm actually going to visit him. And then I'm heading to Vegas for the next week for the FSGA. Uh, oh, so good. the Fantasy Sports Gaming Association. So it's a big conference. So if anyone, anyone listening is going, you know, find me. I'm going to be wearing my Wind Daily stuff, my Wind Daily hat, uh, representing – so it'll be fun. It'll be it'll be cool to see what's kind of going on in our industry and kind of seeing what things are people are mm-hmm. looking towards in, in the future and kind of see you know just you know a lot of stuff. I went to it in in New York um, last summer. It was a really cool experience. So I'm excited. 
Cool. Yeah. Enjoy, man. Have fun. And I can give you some hockey parlays if you want. All right. There we go. (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you for listening to the Win Daily Sports Podcast. Make sure you check out all of our stuff on the website. And make sure you get into the Discord channel. That's where all the hot takes are. And that's where Javi's sexy sixes are. So you want to get in there and you want to get this information. So thanks for listening, guys.